I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. So right now I see Sarah just kind of bouncing up and down the little grin on her face. I can't um, help myself. <laughs> see, I take it you're sitting on an exercise ball. I am. Okay. So I'm, I'm at my partner's place and right now as we're recording and he has like one of these desks that goes like goes to the standing desk and then goes back down and then he has a chair here and an exercise ball and the exercise ball just happened to be here. So I, now I'm like basically recording a podcast while recruiting my core muscles. It's a little distracting. Yeah. It's w- also- <laughs> do you, do you think he does like zoom calls bouncing up and down with, you know, people trying to take him seriously? <laughs> I suspect <laughs> it's possible. He's definitely the kind of person who might not be concerned about what other people think of him on a call I, I just that it's my sound coming in and out like as i bounce away from the mic <laughs> uh as the sound engineer it's it sounds fine to me it is it is quite entertaining okay I'm, i will ch- i'll try to stop i'm glad bouncing. you're having fun <laughs> so sarah i have to tell you like this week i did like the stupidest thing anyone who i've like talked to has, has got this story but like i basically like I don't know how to say it. Like I splashed coffee all over my computer, mm. but it wasn't really like a normal splash. <laughs> so like, okay, I was in the airport, right. Coming to visit Jamie and I was downloading a video that I wanted to edit on the airplane. Mm. And it had like, it was like within, it was like 58 seconds left till downloading. You know how it tells you, right. And you know how you like have to go offline when you go in, like, so I was like holding my computer open in one hand and a coffee in another. And then I had like my phone and my passport in who knows where my pocket or something in my third hand. I don't know. So then I put the computer down on the floor. Right. And I kind of laugh with the woman. I'm like, oh, it's got one minute left on a download. So just sorry about this. I was the last person entering the plane. Like there was nobody else around. Right. And I put my coffee like on the counter, the like the check-in desk right? Like above my computer. And then I don't know what happened. Like I went to get my passport in my pocket or something. I like bumped it. The coffee, like it was like in slow motion. Like I saw it happening. The coffee came sailing off the counter. It hit the ground, like right beside my computer and then bounced sprayed onto my (laughs) keyboard. Oh no. Is it okay? And then I'm mostly, so then like, of course, like the, like like the women behind the desk, like went running around to get me paper towels. Like it was a whole thing. I'm like the last person boarding the plane. Like, and so anyway, I've, I seem to have got away with it. It does. It does smell a little bit like a vanilla latte. <laughs> Were you able to get the download downloaded? I have the download. Yes. I, we use it for a social media post this week. Um, and now I have like the remaining thing. Is it like a strip of my screen? It's like 
like it's weirdly off. Like, you know, that, that filter that we had, like in early days of filter where it turned, it turned like some parts of the screen into, or it turned like the, whatever the photo, whatever you're filtering into like, what do you call it? Like luminescent, like blue and green and yellow. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? That filter. It's almost like a reverse filter that turns like the light reverse filter. Somebody's going to know the name of this. It's like, I have that permanently like down a strip of my screen. It's quite funny. That's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm not sure whether it's like weirdly on the line between like, do I go, I actually have, um, in, whatever you call it, like protection insurance, whatever it is on this computer. So I can probably go get it fixed, but I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> that That's better than my solution, which would be just cover it up with like black electrical tape. And you just wouldn't know. So, no, <laughs> I like, I can't watch things in full screen. Cause there's this weird bar. Like, so, or sometimes like I'm on a zoom call and I put my own face like behind the bar of weirdness so like Eric can see everybody else but my own face is weird and then sometimes like now I have to like shrink the screen so that it fits in the non-affected mm. area of <laughs> so oh, no. that's basically a summary of of the last few days mm-hmm. but you're on a bouncy ball so it's all good I'm, I'm, I'm very happy Sarah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay coming up on the show Sarah and I are going to give our Valentine's updates. We're going to talk about the couples triathlon championship. Sarah suits up and we need a little advice from all of you. Hey, so good news. The Feisty Women's Performance Summit is back for its second year in 2022. I don't know about you, but at Feisty, we're pretty sick of the predatory BS that we've observed in the fitness industry. The quote unquote women's market is a target for fad diets, miracle workouts, and the usual shrink it and pink it marketing bunk. So enter the Feisty Women's Performance Summit, where we're going to bring together information you can trust so you can learn, grow, and succeed by working with your female physiology, not against it. It's not about standing on a podium, although we all know that some of us will. It's about being able to do the things we love throughout our lives. This year's virtual summit will take place March 25th to 27th, and you'll get three days of education, demonstrations, and inspiration from top of the class vetted professionals who will provide you with the knowledge you need to reach your goals. And if you can't make the summit on the weekend, the replays will be available for you all year long. So head on over to womensperformance.com to get all the deets. That's womensperformance.com. The link will be in the show notes. Whether you run, ride, hike, or swim, you understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build endurance, boost energy, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by lead scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. 
So for a limited time, friends, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store and also support the podcast. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty. That's insidetracker.com forward slash feisty. It's, it's almost like we kind of have a theme here. Um, so I want to know, what was your big romantic Valentine's Day? You know? <laughs> romantic Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, we kind of like have an agreement that we're like not doing that stuff. I feel like maybe you have this too. Yeah. You. yeah. For sure. So like there's not an expectation of like gifts or celebrating things on certain days, right? But we do have like a really nice way of like actually giving each other gifts like along the way, right? Mm, so like, nice. yeah. so like definitely- it's not like a situation where it's like, okay, we don't have to celebrate Valentine's day, but then we like never like say nice things or give each other things or whatever. Like it definitely like those things happen. Um, so on Valentine's day, nothing really happened. And that was all I made an Instagram post. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, is that the labia one? that was amazing okay honestly like one of our so on our feisty triathlon um feistytriathlon.com we had this like we had that post about taking care of your labia that miranda wrote who's like our head coach of feisty try and she that's like one of our most read articles yeah i appreciated it i mean as i saw with other comments i'm really really happy that the it was anatomically correct because <laughs> no, honestly, like mm-hmm. the number of articles about that subject matter and they can't use the word labia. Like, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And I think we heard that a lot. Like we heard um, like, thanks for finally talking about this type stuff. Yeah. Quite a lot. No, it was good. I read it. Thanks. Thanks. Miranda. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miranda's great. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, Valentine celebration. We went out and got lunch and I ate way too much and felt really sick. Um, <laughs> I, I like, there was this pile of fries. On Very my sexy, plate. Sarah. That's like- oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out mountain biking. And I was just burping up, uh, you know, fries the entire time. But during my ride, I'm like self-love baby self-love. I am mountain biking. I'm having a great time. I only crashed once, but I had a just an absolute, oh, this is actually, so I'm not a great mountain biker as we've talked about. I'm, I'm average. I'm okay. I don't know. But there, I could see this guy descending um, in front of me and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of catching him because I'm not competitive at all. No, no. <laughs> like, all right, sick. I'm, I'm going to get this guy because he looks. He, he looks, you know, kind of legit. And I needed a little ego mm, like boost. He's wearing proper gear. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the very last uh, berm, like the last corner, mm-hmm. I wipe out and he is standing at the bottom of the trail. So he sees me wipe out and he's like, uh, are you OK? Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Were you fine? No, I mean. I'm pretty bruised. I'm pretty bruised. But the biggest thing was my ego was bruised. Oh. You were like, I'm going to get him. Oh, wait. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Not. Yeah. Hilarious. No. So like I was feeling, I was feeling pretty badass until I definitely was not feeling badass. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. 
that was embarrassing. Also, I have a similar story where I crashed on a mountain bike trail in Scotland, like at the last, like, you know, we were coming into the parking lot where everybody's like loading and unloading their vehicles. <laughs> and so like, I kind of unleashed a little, cause you can see the final bit of the trail and you know, you're just going to end up in the parking lot. So, so I kind of like let go of some of my concerns, <laughs> obviously too much. Cause I just, I went like headlong into a tree, like the final tree before the end of the trail, <laughs> like in view of the whole parking lot. I'm like, ah! Like, and I'm sure it was comedy just from like the injuries, like, because I must've lit, like, I must've been sailing head first, like horizontally towards the tree. And then because like I hit my, the whole left side of my body was bruised badly. So I must've mm. like come down straight. <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah. that's, that's not good. Yeah. I, I definitely have the bruises and the sore neck to prove, um, but I didn't hit a tree. I guess that's a positive. That's a positive. <laughs> I feel like what like a lot of people who like say go cycling with me now, or like I went skiing with Jamie last year. Like I'm just chicken shit now, right? Mm. But I feel like that's been instilled in me from like all those times in my 20s and early 30s when I was like just stupid. Like mm. I've crashed in a lot of different ways, and I've learned my lesson maybe too much because now I'm just, just scared. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty conservative. Um, you know, on the, but like, I don't take reckless, but, and I think it's actually gotten worse since, um, becoming a mom. Mm, so like your hesitancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when, yeah. when I was at, out in California, it was my first time riding my TT bike outside mm. with other people in a very long time because mm-hmm. I've just been on the trainer with, with the T2 bike, mostly because weather recently, but like before that it was because I was pregnant and you can't get down in that position. And you know, like it's been a while and we went down one descent and I was like way behind everybody. And I just realized that in part of my brain, I, I need to switch it back to some of it was obviously just unfamiliarity with being on a TT bike in months, uh, with other people around descending. But the other part of my brain that was like, ah, think of your baby at home. And also you, did you actually have those thoughts? Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It definitely went through my mind. like, don't crash because of Hawk and he needs you. And like, I know, I know some of that will disappear with time. Um, But I, I was very surprised. I definitely think about that because uh, I've been doing some more mountain biking here mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, no unnecessary risks because like picking mm. up a baby with, you know, broken collarbone is going to be very unpleasant. <laughs> I, it's funny. Like my, my fear isn't as precise as that. Mm. You know? So yeah. I don't know exactly like just now I was kind of attributing it to the fact that I crashed so much when I was younger like I think that's part of it that I have real life like a lesson learned on the body is a lesson learned kind of situation Mm -hmm. but then like there's a there's an age factor perhaps Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. the motherhood factor like I don't really know like I don't ever remember really thinking think of Rosie at home but I just know that I was like less willing to take risks yeah you know um So it's hard to know what's what for, for sure. Me anyway, for sure. Um, I feel like that level of self-knowledge of like, think of Hawk. Like, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 
it's it's mostly because right now it's so physical um mm-hmm. like i i do need to pick him up and you know change diapers and things like that and i it would be very hard to do if i had a major crash yeah totally um and i just wanted to go back to the valentine's day thing oh yeah funny. like so i did i did put a post of jamie and i on my instagram um, yeah and we had been like we've been listening to this podcast where um they were it was like the conscious leadership group and they were encouraging um encouraging us to figure out like how how when we have a positive response to something like if we're trying to make it if you're trying to make a decision you have a positive response to something to understand like the cues in your body that create that positive response so you can identify them and you can go oh this is a yes like even sometimes when your brain is like analyzing something or doing something else you can like understand so basically your your gut response yeah like this is a yes or a no like like listening to those like your body's reaction to that so like the first um thing was like to like close your eyes and think about a time when you had like a full body yes experience right Mm -hmm. and so like we both thought of like each other at our own relationship like like oh yeah I feel like a full yes with him right Mm -hmm. Um, which is nice. Like we both thought about the same thing. Um, but then I kind of wrote about this briefly on Instagram and one of my friends, of course, cause why didn't I think that this people were going to think this wrote to me was like, are you engaged? Oh my. And so <laughs> I would just like to say for the record, <laughs> in case anyone else was confused that that is not the case. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't see it that way, but yeah. I, I only it's heard from one person on it, but I'm like, to clarify, Ooh. just in case. I yeah. see why she thought that. Right. Like, right. Uh, like I didn't even like stupid, duh. Like I didn't even think of that. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, also it was very interesting, and I'm going to use that, like figuring out what your instincts are pretty quickly yeah. on a on at anything. Um, so you, have you been doing that more frequently? Like- um this is, is this like a- only a couple days ago. Oh, okay. I got so, you. But I, I definitely, I definitely have like, I remember a time when I was like being overly analytical and using my, like using my analytical brain to try to make decisions that I shouldn't. And I remember looking at other people and going, no, like people actually making smart decisions by using their instincts. Like I observed this um, and was like, I need to lean into that part of myself. This goes back like, I don't know, probably 15 years when I thought this. And so I definitely like, like leaned into that more um, and still do. Um, so, yeah, you, you seem to use um, intuition and instincts quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you can get a lot done quickly. Like your, yeah. your intuition. Well, I find my intuition generally serves me. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay, Valentine's Day theme. Oh, this is our Valentine's right. as if we're having a Valentine's Day theme episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of, of us. And the anti. <laughs> we're the anti. We're so romantic, like me crashing and burping up fries. <laughs> that was the extent of my Valentine's Day. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Um, okay, you just you put me onto this just now as we got on, like I had seen something on Instagram about like a couple's championship in triathlon, but I didn't realize the extent to which, first of all, there's like prize money and like all this shit. So like, just for our listeners, some of them probably already know, but like, what is this couple's championship? Okay. So it's, it's coming up in the next couple of weeks and March, uh, Sunday, March 6th. There apparently. you go. 
Uh, there's a ton of money behind it. So it's like a hundred grand prize money for the win, a hundred grand for the win. Yeah. Yeah. And basically it's a relay. Um, you like, Hey Ben, get out your swimsuit. Oh, he's a terrible swimmer. Um, (laughs) I thought about it like for that much money. So like, yeah, no, that's a ton of money. I'm, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they're paying for travel as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's basically there's, uh, it's waterfall bank. They're trying to market themselves towards triathlon and the people behind it uh, last year, they were sponsoring a couple of athletes, uh, just personally. And this year they're, they've expanded it to kind of a team. Um, but beside that, they have this race going on this couples championship mm-hmm. and it's, uh, a sprint triathlon, uh, like handing out. So it's 0.25 mile swim, yeah. 10 mile bike, uh, 5k run. And then you hand off to your partner. They do the same. Then you go back again and then you go back again. So, oh, so you go through this, like, it's like, like super sprint type format where you do yeah. more than one round. Okay. Yeah. But you, yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's not as short as super sprint, but it's like you do rounds, right? They're rounds. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just zooming and, in on all the couples on their Facebook page. So wow. I okay. I think on the positive side, because we're not just going to go straight to the negative here, but for the positive <laughs> side, it's always great when somebody's super passionate about triathlon and they want to support athletes, they want to support pros. Uh, you know, they're going to have like live streaming of this event. So that, you know, a couple of good announcers. So that's the positive. You've done, you've done a really great job of the positive, Sarah. I'm trying to be diplomatic. Now, what is <laughs> the number one thing that pops out in your minds? Because I'm guessing it's going to be the same as me when you hear yeah. about this format. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, okay, is it like, does it have to be a woman and a man and a couple? Like, that's the, my first question. Like, right. is that a rule? Yes. Yeah. So you're supposed to be together for six plus months prior to the race. Yeah. Um, but it's just, come on. Now we live in an age where we recognize that couples, but relationships come in different packages. It's not even yeah. just that, like, yeah, it's just super heteronormative, first yeah. of all. But then there are relationships that contain more than two people. Like that is yeah. just, these are established normal things. Now. <laughs> I want to. I want to show someone to show up with like a thruple. Like, Seriously. <laughs> like, what's the format for us? Or like, and then like the other thing is like, okay, I feel like in sport, it's important to be mindful of like to whom you're giving the experience, like the opportunities and who yeah. does it serve? Right. Yeah. So like, there's a, like, there's a heteronormative BS that's baked into that. But then there's also like, the like the fact that like you have to like what about you know you can't just show up as like I had a one night stand with this guy like let's go (laughs) or like you know or you can't show up as just like we're mate like we're friends that's not good enough like you have to be like you have to be dating like how are they proving this like what is the can you have a platonic relationship (laughs) like yeah. How do you determine? Yeah. How do you determine what a couple is? Do you like have to show a text thread that goes back <laughs> at least six months? Is that like, like what, like, 
<laughs> yeah. No, it's I know. The most ridiculous thing of it. Just, it just seems it seems pretty antiquated, like the whole idea of it. Yeah. Um. I I, I love know. the idea of teams of two. Totally. Go, totally. Going together and doing like a super sprinty type thing with money yeah. on it. Like I like yeah. the format. Okay, look at me. I've come up with something positive. Um, I like the format. The fact that the teams of two have to be dating. It's just also it's like skewed towards like I know we have a lot of couples in elite triathlon, but it's kind of skewed. Like I bet I bet we can get I don't I actually don't know that much about the names of triathlon right now, but like I bet if you were like plugged in, like Jordan Blanco could tell us exactly oh, if, who would win. If Taylor Spivey and Vincent Lee don't win, right. like <laughs> Right. There you go. I mean, it's, it's catered towards them, like that sort of distance and everything. Um, yeah. I mean, if, it, uh, you know, if both are healthy and whatever, um, but yeah, it's so that it becomes weird. like a show. Like, it's not, it's like, it's like the WWF wrestling. Like it, it's like, well, a, right. It's a so performance. You, you take, you take a niche sport and then you take a very small <laughs> segment of that super niche sport. And you're like, here's a competition for, 10 couples. <laughs> they have to have like, we're not the first people to think of this. Oh, like, of course not. They have to have had backlash, backlash on social. It's oh, like, I'm sure we're, 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 I'm sure we're super late to the, we're late the, to the party. <laughs> party, but you know, in incredibly our amused by this situation though. Well, in like, case somebody else out there hasn't talked about it right. <laughs> or that, you know, our listeners haven't heard about it. It's entertaining. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. There's a charity trio of Brooke Bennett, Phil Gaiman, and Gwen Jorgensen. So they're like a swim, bike, run super trio. Right. right. Um, for charity. Oh, my gosh. There's like big names just like an- announcing and like. Yeah. Th- like I said, there's a ton of money. Paid, so it's- they paid people. And then like, okay, here's my question. Because this always happens in triathlon. Right. Right. Like some person mm-hmm. who is a triathlete that is for some reason, whether it's like their own personal money or whether they're like running a company of some kind, decide the triathlon's going to be like, they're going to smack a wad of cash triathlon because they're excited about it. And then they do something like this. This is like case in point. And then it disappears Yeah. after, because of the ROI on this, like. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the goal I think is to, first of all, because they're fans of the sport and they want to help support pros. Uh-huh. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's what these people did last year with uh, uh, you know, one couple in sport um, with the Metzlers and oh. yeah, which is great. Um, but my guess is their business plan is for this bank is let's target triathletes because I mean, the socioeconomics of this group is great and they would be good clients to have. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of column A, column B, um, but yeah, who knows? Okay. Well, it's just the, it's just the exclusive nature of it makes me yeah. feel a little meh. It's a little meh. It's, it's hard for me to get super excited about something where you're you're not letting entire groups of people compete. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. All I know is Jamie and I would not have a chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Ben wouldn't get out of the water, you know. <laughs> In- ben might drown. 
<laughs> well, we, so this is, we've actually had a discussion about whether he could get through the Iron Man swim. Um, <laughs> and I'm who not totally he can sure. And who thinks he can't? Does he think he can? He thinks he can. Okay. Um, I'm a little concerned. I think okay. he might have to get rescued. Yeah. Okay. Is this like something that he would like pick up and do tomorrow or does he have a lead time where he gets to train? Oh no, we're talking tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him swim. He, he requires two pool buoys to kind of stay afloat. So yeah. Um, Doesn't bug I, well. I one time coached a woman. Um, she was a five time Paralympian and she was a below the knee amputee. And she, she was like amazing. Like she was just this incredible, like her, her mental fortitude was something like I've never seen. Anyway, she was 55 at the time and she had done some triathlons. Like she was part of our triathlon club and she, um, signed up for Ironman. No, she was part of one of our coaches triathlon clubs. So this is important because I had never, I knew that she was an athlete mentally. I had never seen her swim, bike or run before. And so she signed up for Ironman Canada and we went on this trip. She came to our training camp. We went to the pool and she's like, well, I signed up for Ironman and I'm going to need some swim lessons. Mm. Like, okay. Um, she was also like a very proud woman. So she didn't want to ever take off her leg. Like she wanted it to look as normal as possible. She had this like leg that was like designed to look like it was, it was like, but it wasn't designed for sports and it definitely Mm. wasn't designed for swimming. So she basically had an anchor attached to one of her legs. We get into the pool and she's, and I'm like, okay, let's just like see from crawl, see what it's like so that we can like work from there, whatever. She's like, she just looks at me and she's like, I can't like, she wouldn't let go of the wall. Like Mm. we started with blowing bubbles. Wow. Like I would with, um, you know, like I would if I was teaching kids swimming or whatever. Um, anyway, from blowing bubbles and holding onto the wall, she did manage to do, she did the Ironman swim. You know how the cutoff's often like two, two fifteen or two twenty. Mm-hmm. So around two ten, I went over to the, tr- the exit from the swim thinking, oh, we'll see her come through whatever. We waited, we waited, we waited. I thought, oh no, we missed Lana. Like we missed her. We didn't see her come through. She had already gone. She's from like hmm. 154 or something. We were like, <laughs> all- no. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. okay. <laughs> I need to send him to you for lessons. Um, he's an athletic guy. He'd be fine. We would not win the couple's trap on that. That's, <laughs> I think that's the takeaway point. <laughs> that's the take home. That's yeah. the take home. We would yeah. not win against, you know, people who actually swim. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, Sarah, our next segment. I'm quite excited. It's oh. called Sarah suits up. What's going on? Are you like doing a race or something? No. Uh, so the other day I went to the pool mm-hmm. and I'm going through my swim bag. Oh no. I forgot a bathing suit mm-hmm. and I'm digging around, digging around. And I find, um, a two piece at the bottom mm-hmm. And it was the two piece I'd been wearing when I was pregnant. Um, Cause as you know, maternity swimsuits are terrible. I'm like, you know what? I have, I have a choice right now. I can wear this two piece and get on with it and swim, or I can go home and not swim. But mm-hmm. time is super precious to me right now. I don't have time for that. So mm-hmm. I am just going to put this two piece on and 
I felt so exposed. Like, no, I, I mean, in what way? Like, was it too big? Like, was no, it like just, flapping around? Just like super self-conscious. So like, I, you know, I don't look like my pre-pregnancy self yet. I don't oh, know if I ever will. And I'm like, it's a two piece. Cause it's a two piece. Oh. And I, I, I felt so vulnerable. Um, and then in the, like in the ends, it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm swimming. It does like, I got the job done, mm-hmm. but I I'm realizing that like, you know, when it comes to, yes, I'm, I'm training, I'm active right now. Like I'm, but there's this part of me, I don't know if I will ever look like I did before. It's totally, it, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I just found it such an interesting experience where like, Mm. I mean, I've never had like awesome body confidence before. Um, I kind of loved my big pregnant belly, but Mm. I'm really not loving like my post pregnancy belly (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and it's still not there. And it's, it's not keeping me from doing what I love, um, but yeah, I felt, like I said, I felt really, really exposed in a way that like, you know, here I am, I'm a professional athlete, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm training, I'm doing all these things. And it really, it took me aback quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. yeah. You know, because um, with our new women's performance brand and the new women's performance podcast we're doing in the summit, like. I've started to like dig into this conversation. And I, I mean, I obviously knew that um, that interplay between like mental health culture and like physiology and nutrition, like that they all, like you can't extract one from the other, right? Yeah. But I, like, as I'm reading today, I read a stat that like 71% of women in the US are not happy with their bodies. Mm. Like, I'm like, what is wrong with our culture? Like, yeah. that's, um, you know, like, I'm really sorry that you feel that way, you know? Um, no, but I think it's it, like you're saying, it's a really, really common thing where it, it's exactly that, right? It's, it's the expectation and my, like how I think other people will see me potentially mm-hmm. where it's, wait, you, you, you have, you know, a little bit of a belly right now. Like you don't look like a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I look totally normal. Like if anybody saw me, I look normal. You know, I'm just a normal person with a normal stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we see ourselves and kind of with that lens of how society might see us, how other people mm-hmm. might see us, yeah. that's that's when like that clash is what that generates yeah. that friction in yeah. ourselves. I, oh, I totally like, and that's why I think that's why I go to like the culture thing right away, because I'm like, actually, if we're going to have a generation of girls and women who don't have that in- internalized notions about their body, that like mm. the negative ones, like, right. like we did, we need to, like that comes from a cultural shift, right? Like we yeah. need to normalize all of those things. Like, so in this particular case, right? Like normalizing post-pregnancy bodies, you know, it's like, because I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess that you have a very normal post-pregnancy body. Yeah. Right. And like, there's no reason you shouldn't feel good about it. Yeah. But it's, 
it it for it I it really threw me back because I didn't yeah. think I'd been going through that. Um because mm-hmm. I've like it my body is letting me train. Um, you know, but it I hadn't felt that strongly that self-consciousness um in a long time. Yeah. And I know that's something that as as athletes we deal with, as women we deal with. Um mm-hmm you know, postpartum we deal with, and it's just, we don't acknowledge it enough. Like it makes you, I, for, for, I really had to fight through the feelings of vulnerability to be able to get my session done. Um, where it seems, it seems so silly on the surface where it's like, Hey, I'm there at the pool. Just get it done. I have a bathing suit. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was feeling self-conscious enough that I'm like, you know what, maybe I just don't swim. Maybe I just go home and don't swim today. And I think that's such a common barrier for people um, Mm -hmm. where I was happy. I got it done. I was happy. I got in the pool and like, but I had to go through this internal dialogue of it doesn't matter. Like Mm -hmm. nobody's looking at me as harshly as I'm looking at myself. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, if I walk away getting my swim in, that's the important part. Mm-hmm. but I had this other side of myself that I, that really loud voice that I'm not very familiar with. Like yeah. I had to override that. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I've thought about this recently with um, like, so I found out like, mid career that I was celiac. Mm. Right. And it was shortly after Rosie was born and I started working with a natural path. Um, and prior to that, like in the whole, I had like six or seven years of racing pro, um, while I like had undiagnosed celiac. Right. And I used to understandably, like I would carry, I didn't gain and lose weight in any, in like a calories in calories out equation, which we all know doesn't really work for women anyway, because of hormones. But like, I used to find it like, I used to feel like there's some other factor here and I don't understand it or know like why. And sometimes I'd feel really puffy and like, I didn't belong at races. Like, and I see pictures of myself now and I'm like, oh, like the, I know why I felt that because I look like I'm, I look like I'm fine five pounds heavier than the average elite athlete, but also like I had this internal thing of like, I couldn't figure it out. Like, um, and I had a, I know that like a couple, a couple things happened frequently. One was that I had frequently had people say that I was really talented. Right. And <laughs> I recognize now that like, I, that some of those people, not all of them, like, but some of those people, what they're saying is like. They're saying like, you're really talented because you're carrying extra weight around the course and you're still doing well. Like, and I know that was definitely the thought behind some of those comments. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was like, I had a coach who like made the assumption that I had an eating disorder, hmm. like that somehow, like I was training so hard and I still couldn't like lose the extra weight, quote unquote. And so I must be like binge eating somehow in my you know, like in my off days or like whatever the hell's like he thought, I don't know. Um, and I think now like, what if, like, what if we just like, I don't know what if, first of all, what if I had believed myself, mm. like, what if I had thought, oh, there's something a little off here. We need to investigate it. Or what if someone else had been able to say like, maybe there's something, but like, I, I think a lot of that's like tied up in like, it's tied up in like, culture pieces, things that we assume about women. Like it's like more likely to assume that I have an eating disorder Mm. 
and, and more like just, there is a gender piece there. I think, like, I think if I was a male athlete, you might not be quite as quick to make that assumption. Right? Hmm. Like, and so I just like, I think of it now and like, Oh, like all these little things I wish, like, I'd love for it to be different for like, for the next generation coming through to go like, okay, if something feels like it doesn't make sense, like, and it's not really even about how I looked. It's just like, something doesn't make sense in my body. Hmm. Um, anyway, I don't know where that's where I came from, but I'm like sort of relating to like, to what you're saying as well. And like how I felt at that time. Um, and that I was like internalizing notions about how I was supposed to look too. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's definitely something that has played out cause I'm, I am a bigger athlete. Um, it's played out during my entire career and mm. like in recent years, I've, I've been really at peace with it. I'm like, Hey, I'm healthy. I perform well. I I'm never going to be super like veiny ripped. Um, that's just not me. Um, but it's been, it had been years since I'd felt as bad as I did the other day at, at the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I've heard that quite a bit about the post-pregnancy body mm. um, and people like not, cause we tend to think about pregnancy. if like pregnancy <laughs> and then like almost as if it like it miraculously ends and then we just go back to normal and like, it's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, I'm, I, maybe my stomach will never look the way it did and that's fine. Um, but it's just, it comes down to me and like, if I'm performing, it should, it doesn't matter. Um, and I, I just need to not care about what I think other people will think about me. Mm -hmm. Cause the, the truth is, like I said, I'm going to always be a tougher critic than I'm Mm -hmm. sure they will be. Like Mm -hmm. I, I probably do not look, you know, as abnormal. (laughs) Oh yeah. I probably, if I actually saw you or if I'd be like, what are you even talking about? Like you look great. Like that's probably what my reaction would be. Mm -hmm. Well, but it it shouldn't matter. Like I matter. Yeah. yeah. If I feel good, I got my session done. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, I just put my guts out there in our podcast. You did. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. our listeners appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, okay. After the break, we need a little advice from our listeners. Yeah. If we were writing is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at if we were writing. And we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail at sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your phone, record an audio file and email it to me. And we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. Okay, well, actually, Sarah, you need advice for our listeners. <laughs> I have no idea what this advice oh, yeah. request is. Well, now we just went through a super serious thing. And 
Uh, well, they've I, had a little interlude break. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel, I kind of feel like I need to ask advice for something silly, but really I am really, really struggling to find, um, uh, childcare and oh. I'm in Bentonville. No, when we, when we get back, okay. um, to New Hampshire okay. and I like, I, what I want is basically a block of time, like four hours, mm-hmm. you know, every day that I can train. And it's just, there's, I know childcare is so hard to come by. I'm not like, there's no, really, there are no slots available in good daycares there. I've been trying to find somebody for nannying. Um, I don't know. I'm, if anybody has advice how to find somebody, like, I don't think I want to do the au pair thing. <sighs> so yeah, let me know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had, I had grandma daycare at that phase. And then when Rosie was one, she went to like a all day daycare. Um, yeah. So Hawk will be one in July and he gets to start then. I'm super pumped about this. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, having time, but he is doing this Montessori school. And when oh. we, when we applied, uh, they asked what language he wanted. Uh-huh. He can do, you could do all day English. Mm-hmm. You could do split English, um, Spanish. You can do full Spanish. Mm-hmm. Or you could do Mandarin mm-hmm. and English. We, oh. we opted the split Spanish English. Okay. Okay. Just the idea of little babies, little babies learning how to speak Mandarin. And oh, Mandarin. I know. <laughs> I, have I told you about how Rosie went to the, um, the like a daycare essentially run by Mexicans in uh, Tucson? Yeah. like they didn't speak English you know there were like two women who ran the front desk who spoke English but it was like it was like just like they were so kind to and like and she would yeah and so she would say these like some of her first words were in Spanish (laughs) so good that is so cute I think it's so good for them um okay what was I going to give you for advice oh yeah so another thing I did like when we when I was traveling I don't know if you have this but I would in Tucson actually I found a YMCA that did Mm like two hours of childcare. So I could go and do like a long swim or like swim gym. I could like crunch in a lot in that two hours where I'd like drop her off. And that would create like one window in the day. So that then I only needed like second coverage for another session, you know, like, cause having that two hours taken care of, just like guaranteed, I knew the hours they were open. You just showed up, dropped her off, whatever it really helped. Um, so then the second time would be like, I could just like beg a favor or, yeah. You know. So I, I think our pool just canceled that because they, they Ouch. shut it, they shut it down for COVID. Mm. Um, and it's six months plus. So I had been waiting, 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 but I think they converted where the daycare was at the pool. Mm. Um, so that's no longer an option. <sighs> no, I know. Oh. I know. So obviously this is something that a lot of parents deal with. Um, but yeah. that does sound like, especially like, I don't know what I would have done if there was no YMCA daycare. 
you know, like those little things, they matter. Like, like some of these outcomes from COVID, it affects women more than men. Right. Um, Right. uh, Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. All right, sir. I hope you have a really good week. Yes. Likewise. I don't know what kind of advice people can give me other than tough luck. (laughs) Welcome to being a parent. Um, (laughs) Oh, people will have something. I suspect you might hear from a few people telling you how great you look. (laughs) Oh, geez. But I, I mean, it's, that's not what it's about. I have. Yeah. Like my, our bodies go through a lot. Um, and I'm, it is, it is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know how to end this episode other than just to say, have a great week and we will talk to you next week. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.